following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Here's what's on the schedule. Through Sunday, you can see the Golden Girls as the last continue four shows inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. Tomorrow, it's Quinn 92, the People's Tour with special guest Arizona and Julie Wolf at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. June 16th, Nickelback in downtown Grand Rapids with Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. June 21st, live in concert at DeVos Performance Hall. It's John Mellencamp. Get your tickets now at AXS.com. June 24th, C.S. Lewis on stage. Further up and further in, inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. June 27th, Morgan Wallen is back in downtown Grand Rapids. The One Night at a Time Tour inside Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And June 29th, Dude Perfect, the Pandemonium Tour at Van Andel Arena. July 11th through the 16th. And 18th through the 24th, Broadway presents Frozen inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. July 12th, it's the Three Ice, three-on-three hockey tournament at Van Andel Arena. Get your tickets now to experience this event in downtown Grand Rapids at Ticketmaster.com. And July 21st, Big Time Rush, the Can't Get Enough Tour at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Tickets also available at Ticketmaster.com. And at DeVos Place, through June 17th, the Youth Art Exhibit will take place, spotlighting the best artistic talent of young kids in Grand Rapids in conjunction with the Grand Rapids Festival of the Arts. June 9th through the 11th at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids, it's JAFX, the 27th annual convention featuring Japanese visual culture. All this is happening in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in Grand Rapids. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin our number three on a Friday broadcast being heard on 19 radio stations statewide. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in America where you get mobile service. Let's go talk about uh, the last couple of days in the world of golf, the most unexpected story, not only in golf, but maybe in sports outside of Michael retiring out of the blue with the Bulls uh, that I've seen. It's 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 still one of those where you shake your head. Can you believe it? But then when you start to hear how much money the People's Investment Fund has and 
you look at money running everything in sports and this world, and you can almost see why the PGA Tour did that about face. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel, one of the great insiders. When it comes to everything golf, he's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my friend? Uh, I hadn't put that together, but that's a, that's a good comp. Uh, when Michael retired, I remember that. It was really early in my career, but probably similar amount of shock that we had on Tuesday. Yeah, just total shock, and that, that's a perfect word, Rex. So you, you start to get some wind of you know this reporter, this story, that this was in the works for like seven weeks from your end. Uh, what have you heard in terms of how did this conversation begin, from what side, and what really was the turning point where the PGA Tour said we're in? I think the turning point was there's a policy board member on the Mr. Jimmy Dunn, and he's a very influential person. He's the president of Seminole Golf Club. He's a member at Augusta National, so he moves in a lot of big golf circles. But when he joined the policy board, there was sort of these rumblings that, okay, Jimmy would be the guy, that if there is any way for these two sides to work together, and I'm not sitting here pretending like I thought this was going to happen. I was as shocked as anyone on Tuesday. But the argument was, if, if anyone can do it, Jimmy is going to be able to bring them together. He, he's a finance guy. He's from Wall Street. Like He runs in these circles. He knows how to do this if it can be done. And it happened pretty quickly, as you pointed out. It, it started about seven weeks ago, by all accounts. There was four face-to-face meetings that included with Jimmy Dunn, as well as the commissioner of the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan. And as best I can tell, before Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time when this became public, there was only five people in the world that knew this was going to happen. It was Monaghan, it was Jimmy Dunn, it was another board member, and it was the governor of the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, which, of course, is behind this, and then the CEO and the commissioner of the European Tour. And you get an idea of how breakneck this must have happened. I, I'm just listening to an interview on Golf Channel of Jimmy Dunn, and he said, he used the cliche, but I can believe it to be true, that it was like drinking from a fire hose. So in terms of money, to get their attention, and there would be Jimmy Dunn, PGA Policy Board, Monaghan, the commissioner, even make uh, those who said no to the Live Tour happy in some way, shape, or form. What type of money, the commitment, how long is this? Uh, Does that investment fund are they basically co-owners of the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour? Uh, what's that total investment from the Saudi side? I don't, we have no details whatsoever. I can tell you that there was only three things definitively that came out of Tuesday's announcement. And they are that the Public Investment Fund will invest in whatever this new entity is. And to be clear, and, and this has kind of gotten confused with a lot of headlines and a lot of misinformation, the PG, this isn't the PGA Tour merging with Live Golf. That's not what's going on here. This is a consortium that includes the tour, the European tour, and the public investment fund. So the public investment fund will invest in whatever this new entity is going to look like. The litigation, the ongoing antitrust lawsuits between the public investment fund as well as LiveGolf will end. And then the final part of this is the players who joined LiveGolf who had been suspended, they will create some sort of path back for membership. That's the only three things that happened. Anything else beyond that is pure speculation. And I don't even know if those five principles that I just outlined have a clue what this might look going forward. I think that's by design because the way the tour works, it's a member driven organization. There is a policy board. There's a way these types of monumental decisions are supposed to come about. And that policy wasn't followed. And had Jay Monahan showed up Tuesday morning with a fully cooked plan, I think this would, that would have caused even more issues than he's already facing. So from where we go right now, you have to finalize the deal because it hasn't even been finalized. There will be legal hurdles 
We have a, a, a lawyer, Jody Balsam, on our air that does a really good job of breaking this down, and she broke it down on Tuesday, that there is a Department of Justice investigation currently into the PGA Tour about some antitrust questions. This is only going to intensify that, I can only imagine. And then you can start working on the detail. Then we can start figuring out exactly what the new entity will look like, exactly what the path back for the players who join Live will look like, exactly what golf can look like in the future. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel joining us on the Rose Tumber guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan talking about the PGA Tour and the People's Investment Fund or Public Investment Fund would be the official title and DP World Tour all coming together. It was interesting to hear Rory McIlroy before the Canadian Open and I've followed all the Twitter accounts for the big heavy hitters in golf and there hasn't been too much of an uproar from those players who were standing toe-to-toe with the live golfers and getting in front of cameras and microphones. And when I heard that Jimmy Dunn called him like 6.30 a.m. in the morning, him being Rory McIlroy, it made me think that these guys, and I'm talking that group of 20, that upper echelon that met with Tiger, you know, when it was live versus PJ Tour, that there must be some assurances that they're going to get bonuses or something when this deal is finalized with that public investment fund. Uh, I think the word, the phrase that everyone seems to be working is made whole, which sounds like a very sort of Sopranos godfather type phrase yeah. to throw out there. But yes, I, I think there, there's been references publicly. I mean, I, the commissioner was asked about this and addressed it numerous times on Tuesday. Rory was asked about it, of course, this week at the Canadian Open. I, I don't know how that looks. You mentioned uh, the way we call them, we call them the Delaware 20 now. Those players who went in that room with Tiger and Rory and agreed not to go to live golf, to remain loyal to the tour, to be part of the process, to, to sort of reimagine what the tour is going to look like. I, I don't know how the tour does it. The, the easiest answer is money. Like if you just pay them whatever it is that they would have gotten paid otherwise, that's surely that, that sort of smooth over, over, over all those issues. That's a lot of money. And I think there's going to be a lot of questions. For example, now I'm just going to throw someone out there randomly. How much was Patrick Cantley really going to be paid had he struck a deal? with live golf. And so those are probably the biggest short-term hurdles is to get by it because those players desperately want to be made whole again. Rex, I think the biggest challenge is the about face by Monaghan and the references to 9-11 and you pick a side and all of a sudden seven weeks of negotiations and he's on the side now with the money. Uh, how does the PGA and Monaghan navigate this and win back the trust of the players who openly told Monaghan we don't trust you in that meeting uh, before the Canadian Open? And also the public looking at this, and there's not so much anger now towards the public investment fund. They're all looking at the PGA Tour, and how'd you flip so quickly? It's going to be an uphill battle on, on both fronts. I, I'll start with the players. Like uh, We all heard the reports coming out of there. I was texting with two players actually during the meeting and kind of got a play-by-play. And, and it was difficult, and there was anger in the room. Uh, there was no decorum. There were a lot of things thrown around that I wouldn't have never imagined professional golfers would, would be yelling at a commissioner, even under these circumstances. And what it boils down to, and one of the things that kind of came up was maybe it's time for a union in golf. And this has been whispered about really probably since for decades. But it never really came to fruition. Unlike every other major sport in the United States, there is no union. There is no collective bargaining agreement in professional golf because you just touched on it. The players have always trusted the tour to do the right thing. The line here has always been it's a member-driven organization. 
the tour will do the right thing. I think that trust took a huge hit this week. And as, the other part of this is the fans. Like, I'll, I'll be really curious going forward. The tour spent the better part of a year vilifying anyone who left to go to Live Golf and anyone associated with Live Golf for all the reasons you pointed out, that it's, it's Saudi Arabia, it's 9-11, it's all the atrocities that we can sit here and talk about ad nauseum. And now suddenly you have to do a 180 and you have to figure out how can we sort of fit back into this ecosystem because we had to, essentially. Yeah, it's a journey. But uh, with that money, which that public investment fund, I had a guy that used to be the CEO at Dow, Bill Stavropoulos, tell me about a year ago, he has a friend on that board or some connection there. Uh, reportedly, the the fund at that time was somewhere around six hundred billion. Hmm. <laughs> um, right about there, still uh, there are reports that I just saw this week that by the year twenty twenty five, it's going to top that out at, at a trillion. So, oh, okay, it's not a, it's not a small amount. I think it top out at a trillion. Well, and this is this, is, and I'll let you go after we're done with this, Rex. That th- this is why the about face that the Saudi side dropped some figures. And protection for the tour, a tour that was going to no cuts and they want to keep TV partners happy and sponsors happy. It looks like, and again, we don't have the final details, but they're going to have financial backing for years to come that will protect the tour and allow them to do things they want to do and not so much given the TV networks or sponsors. Oh, yes. I mean, the flexibility. If you get away with all of the awkwardness what we just talked about with the players who went, the players who stayed, the fans, the idea that you're now doing business with Saudi Arabia. Like, if you wade through all of that, if you get to the idea that from a business perspective, look at the things you can do now. You're right. Uh, and you, you don't have to be beholden to anyone, be TV or sponsors or anyone else. You can kind of reimagine the game. And what exactly is that game going to look like? That part, I think, is fascinating for everyone involved. And I would argue that this is going to be good for fans in the long term. It's probably going to be good for professional golf in the long term. It's probably not going to be great for the PGA Tour because they've had to make concessions, and anytime you make a concession like this, it comes with a price. But I think it's going to be good for the game of golf eventually. Think about what they could do. They, they could build signature golf courses all across this country and around the world that are tour spots, stadium golf, uh, they could like courses. They're going to have so much money and be able to do what they want to do. And that's and and the PGA Tour has loved the country club mentality. And yeah, there's been the dailies and the people come along who are representing the working man or block being a club pro. But to have financial security in an unstable world, uh, maybe only FIFA and they have their own issues. I'm trying to think anywhere in the world now with the money they have behind them, which isn't going anywhere and just going to grow. And you mentioned the word a trillion uh, in that public investment fund <laughs> sooner than later. They're set. They're, they're set for decades. They are set for decades. And uh, I think that's probably what eventually I think we started the conversation with. How did, how did we get here? I think it was twofold. One, the litigation had to go away. It was just going to be a drain. It was just going to weigh the tour down for years, not months, years, maybe even decades. And so this makes that go away. And the other half of it is it's been a rough couple of years for everyone. But just look at it from a business perspective for the PGA Tour. You had to deal with the pandemic, which ate into your reserves. And then you had to deal with Live Golf, which ate into your reserves even more. So now you're facing a very, very uncertain future. This was going to be the best time. 
if they were ever going to go to the table and try to negotiate some sort of peace between the two sides, this was the best moment to do it because this was the only time in the foreseeable future that you would ever be negotiating from a position of strength. And Rex, uh, to end our conversation, the irony, hypocrisy, whatever you want to call it, that Monaghan and the golfers who all stood up against the Saudi money now will be funded by the Saudi money. Uh, The same crew that was funding pro golfers who left the tour and guys like Greg Norman, but there's Monaghan and the golfers. And that is a delicate balance because I think in, in that payoff and and make them whole. I, I love other words and phrases being used. You really couldn't have announced on Tuesday and said, or, or Monday, you could have said, hey, you know what? Uh, here's what we're doing. Uh, Rory's going to get that $500 million. Tiger's getting $800 million. Callie's getting $200 million. Uh, you know, we're paying off everybody. They'd all look like sellouts, wouldn't they, if you had a number? Uh. They all look like sellouts, and this goes back to the idea that this is supposed to be a member-driven organization. That Again, if he were to show showed up with a fully cooked plan, I think it would have been so much worse than just showing up saying that, look, this is a tentative deal. This is what we want to do. We need to push this forward. It's for the better of the game. It, it happened so fast, I can't imagine they, they would have had time to do that because what transpires now is not going to come together quickly because you're talking about a completely reinvention of the game. But, yes, there is that element to it that – there is going to be fan pushback. I guess the best comparison I came up with, and there was a great documentary on Apple TV about the Super League concept in Europe and soccer. And it was amazing to me that that came up on a Friday and was dead by Monday. I mean, it was within days that that sort of came to life and died. And it was largely because of a lot of different reasons. But one of them was because of the fans. The fans were never going to stand for this. And I think the danger with this plan was always going to be, what are the fans going to do? Right, and now you get them, they're angry, it's a hot uh, you know, potato, hot topic, whatever you want to call it, and then they'll let it simmer down, and then after the season ends, you'll probably get the announcement of where they're going, because they've already made the announcement on the no-cut tournaments and everything else, so it will be interesting. This man knows more about the PGA Tour than most. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Sign. Rex, appreciate the conversation. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The quest for 400 has been an elusive one for hitters for more than 80 years, but watching them try sure can be fun. Luis Arise has 24 hits in his last 46 at-bats to lift his average over 400, which makes you think of the most serious runs at that mark since Ted Williams in 1941. Rod Carew hit 388 in 1977. George Brett, 390 in 1980. Tony Gwynn, 394 in 1994. Of those seasons, Brett's was arguably the most special. He was hitting 247 in mid-May, then hit 450 his next 300 at-bats, was still hitting 400 in mid-September, ended up just five hits away from hitting 400. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Bean Garter. They're now a Dorn Mayhew firm. They're based in Troy, where Dorn Mayhew is located on the east side of the state. Bean Garter will stay in their existing location in downtown Grand Rapids, and Josh Garvey has been named the managing shareholder. 
Josh was appointed by Dorn Mayhew's board of directors, and Josh will lead the West Michigan office in downtown Grand Rapids in its vision, growth, culture, strategy, and client relationships. And Josh is very honored to lead the Grand Rapids office forward as the next managing shareholder. Bean Garter has had the privilege of serving the West Michigan market for nearly 75 years. And Josh's vision is to uphold that commitment and keep their firm focused on creating meaningful impact relationships in their local community. Congratulations to Josh Garvey as Bean Garter and Dorn Mayhew are now stronger together. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. Hey, it's Matt Shepard with a reminder from my favorite beer, Labatt Blue Light. Text the word GOLF to 21000 for your chance to play free golf this summer with my friends at Tullymore and St. Ives. Cheers to blue skies and cheers to blue light. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. From golf to the NFL, let's talk to a great columnist insider, Yahoo.com. Frank Schwab is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I'm looking at the free agent market, the potential landing spots for Hopkins, Dalvin Cook. Uh, where do you think they'll be playing uh, come training camp? Uh, I think Dalvin Cook is, it just makes too much sense that the two teams that keep getting linked to him, Miami and Denver, it's going to be one of those. I assume it's going to be Miami, but who knows? I I mean, we don't know the contract situation is going to be like. Uh, Both teams could use him. I think if, it's probably not this easy, but if Dalvin wants the money, he goes to Denver. If Dalvin wants to chase the Super Bowl, he goes to Miami. Uh, I think that, that you can kind of see it playing out that way anyway. So I think it's going to be one of those two. But Hopkins, I have no idea. I, I was kind of, I'm kind of stunned that the three teams that have come up so far, more than any other, are the Houston Texans, who aren't going anywhere. Tennessee Titans, who I think are going to be pretty bad this year. And the New England Patriots, who are clearly the fourth best team in the AFC East right now. I, they get a lot better with Hopkins, but it's it's just been a strange kind of free agency tour for him. Because you do wonder, like, what do you want out of the rest of your career, DeAndre? Do you want to, you really want to just, you know, waste away at the Tennessee Titans for the next few years? But maybe they're, you know, he looks at it and sees that's who offers me the most money. I, I don't know. It's, it's really kind of strange. I, so I have no idea what Hawkins is thinking, what he wants, what he can get. It's, it's unfortunate for him that when you look at the teams that could contend this year, 
that it's uh, it's one of those things where none of them have really have salary cap space, or the teams that might have some space because Bengals. It really don't need DeAndre Hopkins. It would just be a total luxury for them. So with Cook, it's one of those two, Miami or Denver, I believe. And with Hopkins, who knows? It could be anybody at this point. Uh, do the Chiefs and the Bills have enough, uh, enough cap space to bring in Hopkins? No, not really. I, I mean, you look at it, and the Chiefs are really, really strapped. And the Bills, uh, there, there's already been you know kind of reports leaked out there that the Bills just don't have a cap for it. So, I, I, I you can always get creative. You can always rework things, figure things out. But at this point, anyway, as far as you know, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has been free for what a week or so. It just doesn't seem like like that's in the cards. But I never say never because you know, all of a sudden teams start talking. They they start getting with their you know big contract guys, seeing if you can rework things to make things work. But right now, I would say no. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider, joining us on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, what about the NFL enlisting Tom Brady to do a video sent to players explaining uh, the league's policy when it comes to gambling? It's interesting. Some players are saying they weren't informed of the policy. Now there's Brady doing the video telling them not to throw their careers away. Uh, It's interesting that the NFL would do this video right after there were claims that the players weren't informed. So I wonder, for anybody who's been punished or any ongoing investigations, could this diminish uh, the punishment? Will the NFL PA get involved saying that those players weren't properly notified? Maybe, but I have a really, really, really hard time believing that these players were never informed of anything. I, I mean, there's always been signs in locker rooms you can't gamble on games. I mean, this is, I mean, that goes back to when I was a beat writer 20 years ago. I mean, it's, it's, and it's obvious. Like, I, I know it, the players should. I guess it's possible, especially when, I mean, what the heck is going on with the Detroit Lions, right? Like, they've had multiple guys that you go back and you kind of do this accounting of what did we tell the players that we did, we educate them well enough and all this kind of stuff. But, I have a really hard time believing that nothing was ever spoken about this. Maybe not. Uh, maybe the NFL just kind of dropped the ball on that. And, and I guess at that point, you know, you, you could appeal. But I, it's, I don't know. I just am very, very skeptical that these players had no idea about the policy. It's, it's become a big deal. It, it, you know, only a few guys. I mean, we're talking about what six, seven guys out of seventeen hundred or however many NFL players are employed right now who have really violated the policy. So it's just hard for me to believe that this is, you know, this is something the NFL players weren't aware of. But we'll see. I And having Tom Brady get up there and talk about it, it, it shouldn't be that hard. It is, hey, don't bet on games. Okay, that's the end of the spiel. I mean, it's really, it's not complicated. There's not, there's really nothing to, to to hash out here. Do not bet on NFL games. Definitely do not bet on your own team. If you're going to bet on other sports, do not do it at the team facility. This is really, it's weird to me that anybody, you know, and we got the Isaiah Rogers case and, you know, with the Colts, and, you know, it's just like, it, these guys got to, hey, look, we all got rules at work, right? Like, does it kind of stay? Uh, some of these, especially betting on other sports from the team facility. Are these rules kind of you know, misguided? Maybe they need to be looked at? Yeah, sure. 
but we all got rules at work, and if you go follow them, there's consequences. So I don't, I honestly don't have a lot of sympathy for these guys. It's, it's pretty clear. Do not bet on NFL games. It's really not a hard rule to follow. And what I've read from some of the stories uh, that you know players bet on a legal sports app like while in like a team hotel, you know where they're staying at, uh, you know before a game or on a road trip, and they didn't know that was against. Uh, the NFL policy, they thought it was while at the training facility or at the stadium. So, I again, you're getting uh, that back and forth. But to me, I think more than a Brady video that's shown to all teams, more than players pointing the finger and just not being accountable, the NFL should ban all betting on football completely. Let, let the guys go bet on other sports that they're not involved in. But take away college football because these players have friends who play for those schools or coaches. They know just any football, XFL, wherever it is, you can't bet on football if you're an NFL player or employee. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Or just, hey, don't bet on the NFL, but whatever you do otherwise is your own business. Like, let's think about it. Like, the, the rule doesn't make any sense of if you're a team hotel, even if you're a team facility, you're in a meeting room, for goodness sake, and you're betting on the Nuggets versus the Heat tonight. Who cares? Whoa, whoa. Why is that bad? Like, what is when you're thinking about the spirit of the rule, why they made this rule, why would Jameson Williams, let's say, if he's sitting again at his locker in the Detroit Lions facility and he bets on the, the Vegas Golden Knights in game four, what, what? Why are the? Why does the NFL care? Like, what, what does difference does it make? I don't see why that's really even on the books. But yeah, like, your your suggestion is completely reasonable. I just think, other than betting on the NFL, whatever. Why are they really caring? What, why? What? What makes a difference to them? I under, completely understand why they wouldn't want any player betting on any NFL game prop, whatever. That's totally reasonable to me. It's it's it been on the books since the Black Sox in 1919, right? Like, this is this is something we all understand. The other stuff I don't. The NFL, look, it's a, this is all pretty new for them. The whole, like, meshing of sports betting and, and, and you know, every 30-some states and all that kind of stuff, having it legal, they're still figuring it out, too. And I think they're going to streamline things, and it stinks that some of these players probably, you know, got caught up in a, in a rule that really doesn't make much sense. But, again, rules are rules, and, and these, these guys really shouldn't have known better. I think it's easy. You don't bet on any college or professional football, and I'm not talking soccer. I'm talking American football, and that's it. You don't bet any time, any place. You can bet on the NHL. You can bet on soccer, auto racing, F1, NASCAR, whatever it is. You just take away the football connection to it because guys know guys and you can go down that list and that's a simple rule players follow it i agree with you we all have rules and uh, you know jameson got six games uh he didn't bet on nfl games no one bet on their team uh but you know i think he bet on some games while in the locker room or Allen park or team hotel and he got six games he'll lose like seven million bucks so he paid a price yeah, he definitely did, and it is unfortunate if for him, the Lions, for everybody. Uh, but again, you know, I I have more sympathy for guys like that than I do for anybody who made a bet on an NFL game, whether it's Isaiah Rogers or uh, Calvin Ridley. I mean, you know that's wrong. You just absolutely like you can't look me in the eye or look Roger Goodell in the eye, I guess, and say 
I didn't know I couldn't bet on the NFL. Like, everybody knows that. Everybody, everybody knows that. You don't need Tom Brady on a video telling you that. So I have more, much, much more sympathy for the guys who, yeah, again, wherever they were, team hotel, betting on, you know, a baseball game or something, the Detroit Lions or the Detroit Tigers. And because that doesn't make any sense. I mean, they're kind of illogical. But yeah, definitely no sympathy for the guys who bet on NFL games. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL columnist, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Frank, always appreciate the conversation. Enjoy your downtime in the weekend. Absolutely appreciate it. Frank Schwab checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber is a craft coffee. Uh, roasted and brewed in Grand Rapids. Canned nitro cold brew also is available. No sugar, no additives. A great energy wake-up drink from Central American beans to downtown Grand Rapids to all across the state. Look for Roast Umber Coffee uh, in your local store or online, roastumber.com. You can have it delivered to your home or business. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network for my friends on the DraftKings Casino app. So right now they've got an awesome deal going on for new customers who sign up using promo code HUGE. If you deposit at least $5, you can get a match on that first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you have to do is sign up using promo code HUGE and you can start playing your favorites like slots, roulette, blackjack. And what's even better, it's safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Casino app now, use promo code HUGE, and get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more, up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Huge here with a reminder that the Meyer State Games of Michigan Summer Games are almost here, but there's still time to register in a ton of sports that are available to amateur athletes all across Michigan, from track to golf, swimming to basketball, and more. They've got an event for athletes of all ages and all abilities. You still can register now at stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. That's stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Have a blast with Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway. Saturdays in June, two players every hour win $1,500 premium play. On June 24th, 
The 11 p.m. winner rolls out in a new Coachman Catalina Legacy Edition. It's Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment on this Friday statewide broadcast on 19 incredible radio stations for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. We're going to end today's show talking about some of the great food at the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational. Tournament week is about golf and that two-person LPGA team event, but also food, uh, the Eat Great Trail, uh, all the different brands, everything they have, Cam Wing, uh, is the food king uh, when it comes to the Dow GLBI. He's standing by here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome in, my friend. How are you, sir? Thank you for having me. All right, so for somebody who's never been to one of the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational two-person LPGA team events, let's set up tournament week on all the food options, uh, the customers, uh, the patrons, the golfers, everybody, what they can experience. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, you're coming for the great golf, right? The athletes are all energized. They're pumped up. They're ready to play and compete with their partners. That's number one. Uh, Number two, you touched on it, the food. The food is fantastic. And what makes this tournament unique from the food um, point of view is really the local aspect of the food on course so really the glbi is all about community and we uh, try to nail that down and make sure that we fulfill that promise in the community by bringing local restaurants on course during the week so even though the concession foods are fantastic we aim this year to have 15 local restaurants from around the great lakes bay region on course serving four to six ounce portions um, all day long during the tournament so we're really excited of getting these uh, restaurants especially how they've been impacted by covid over the last few years right with food ingredient prices um, staffing shortages just all the trials and tribulations that these local uh, small business or small restaurants have gone through Um, we're really excited to showcase their culinary talents uh, their foods, their beverages on course during the tournament um, and, and get those people in the, around the Lake Bay region in their doors. Cam Wang heads up the Eat Great brand and trail and all the food you can experience on the course at the Midland Country Club at the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational. Tournament week begins on July 16th with the Rock the Block party I'll be hosting in downtown Midland. Runs right through Saturday of that week in July. DowGLBI.com if you want to get more info on the Eat Great trail and all the food and everything they have to offer dowglbi.com what are some of the portions people can enjoy this year what type of food uh, when they're on the course at the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational at Midland Country Club yeah absolutely so when a patron gets on course and they have that special eat great ticket there are three big hospitality tents that they can are allowed access into not only is there great food inside each one of these uh, big hospitality tents but they also provide a great view of the tournament they're all elevated four or five feet off the ground provide great views of holes key boxes of all the athletes and the action that's going on but once you enter 
enter those hospitality decks, you're going to see four to five different restaurants serving food. And once you're inside there, uh, there are there are themes to these decks, which will stay th- the same throughout the week. Uh, those themes are being released uh, this week, and I can I'm happy to announce that the the themes are going to be a Mexican theme a brunch or small plate theme, and then a barbecue theme. So those are the three decks that patrons will see on course at the Dow GLBI. And once you get inside that deck, whatever that theme is, uh, the local restaurants will be providing four to six ounce portions that go in line with that theme with a drink and a dessert to match. So we encourage patrons to walk around these different decks, pop inside, See what these local restaurants are providing, and once they go along the trail, they will be full and happy and ready to watch some golf. So now are there tickets for the Eat Great Trail at the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational uh, week of July 16th? Are, are tickets needed for the Eat Great Trail? If so, how much do they cost? Are they daily tickets? Are they for the full week? Uh, explain that side of it. Yes, sir. Yep, you need a ticket, and those are found in the same place, www.dowglbi.com, like you just mentioned. Regular admission tickets to get into uh, the tournament are $10. The Eat Great Trail tickets are $60, and those are daily tickets. Uh, $60 for adults in between the ages of 12 and 20. They are $20, and then uh, youth under 12 get in free. Uh, So those are the ticket prices, and then you get to not only enter into these uh, private hospitality decks, but then you get to try the over 15 different local restaurants that will be on course serving uh, during the day. So we really encourage you to get on and get in the trail because it will be a great time, smoke in the air, people laughing, and as always, great golf. Cam Wing heads up the Great Trail at the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational Tournament Week is July uh, 16th. You can go to DowGLBI.com if you want to buy those tickets. I know last year, I think, if I'm not wrong, did the tickets sell out or they were very limited by the time we got to tournament week? Yes, sir. They they go fast. And the cool thing is the restaurants, they change really every year. So it's new restaurants, new themes, new food. So patrons and guests can look forward to a little bit different trail each and every year. And I'm really excited about the lineup this year. Um, we have some great partners, and we know people will leave the Midland Country Club full and uh, happy to watch some excellent golf. So we, we really encourage you to come on out, join us, support our local restaurants, and make sure that this event is a great thing for this community. You know, when I'm set up there Monday and Tuesday doing my show cam, uh, I'm hoping right there on my table is my ticket to the Great Trail. Oh, I will hook you up no matter what. Boom. I'll uh, go across the different decks, I was, and I will, I'll get you everything. I wasn't even asking that. It's amazing you offered it. <laughs> that was a beautiful thing. You got it, sir. Oh, I never I never asked for any free food. That's, uh, that's This is shocking. It's like a first on the huge show. Well, Cam, uh, you and your team, I know in my experiences, uh, the food is been a huge part of the success of the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational. The Eat Great Trail tickets are on sale right now. All the info, go to DowGLBI.com. Tournament week starts Sunday, July 16th, 5 until 8 p.m. The Rock the Block Party uh, with LGA or LPGA players 
uh, bands, and I'll be doing a Q&A and hosting that in downtown Midland. Can't wait to see you, Cam. Thank you so much. And what an incredible offer for me to have access to the Eat Great Trail. I'm, I'm getting tears right now. I'm welling up. Hey, absolutely. Whatever we can do for you, you're a great partner, and we appreciate you. Uh, We feel honored to have you out there during the week and uh, at the event. So don't worry. Once you get to your desk, you'll have plenty of food to uh, to chow down on. Okay, I can't wait to see you guys. Tell one in the crew I said hello. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Okay. You're a city, and you want me to move to your city? Just say all the food, everything you need. Just tell her, no, I want, oh, I'm going to get the brunch food. I'm going to get the Mexican food. I'm going to get, oh, I'm getting the barbecue. The Dow GLBI food is fantastic, just like what they do next week with the Jay Brewers Pavilion and all the concessions at the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give. I'm telling you, even if you're not a golf fan, I, I, I will give you this guarantee. No matter what age you are, where you're living right now, you make a trip to the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give at the Blyfield Country Club next week and make that trip over to Midland. It's a beautiful place. It really is. It's one of my favorite cities. We have 100.9 FM, longtime affiliate, but the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational is amazing. It is. Um, kids, to you want to hang out with the guys, the ladies, it doesn't matter. It's all about community. At the Meyer LPGA Classic, for Simply Give next week and also at the Dow Gray Lakes Bay Invitational LPGA two-person team event. Get more info on that Eat Great Trail at DowGLBI.com. That is DowGLBI.com. Big. Bad. Huge.